Good morning, everyone. I'm Glenn. I'm one of the team here at Faith. Welcome to Faith City Church Online. We're continuing to meet online for the next few weeks as we make an effort to support our community by limiting contact during our COVID-19 protocols that were implemented by the Nova Scotia Health Authority and the provincial government. But we're so glad that we can be joining by live stream together this morning. I just want to make a quick mention that Andrew McNutt has headed back to Ontario this week. He was our student intern here at Faith. He, was a he is attending Master's College and Seminary in, in Peterborough, and it's been so good to have him a part of our team. And, and we pray God's best for you, Andrew, as you go and, and back to Ontario. Uh, you've been a huge blessing while you were here, and we really appreciate all you've done. Well, here we are in the fifth and final week of our series, Psalms, in Psalms called Poetry in Motion. And we've been trying to look at Psalms in real life, and I can't help but think that God knows what he's doing. Uh, when you think about the different topics and things that we've looked at in the Psalms, it's really, really relevant to the day and age that we live. It's unprecedented times, and yet there's just a real way to be able to connect as we've done that. And though this series has been um, long, <laughs> it's also been relevant. So... We've looked at the Psalms as an expression of coming to grips with real life issues. And we're doing that even now as we navigate COVID-19. I love how N.T. Wright, an English biblical scholar and theologian puts it. He says, the Psalms might not always seem to us particularly pure or worthy as sacrifices should be. But I think part of the point is that they're truthful. The sincere outpourings of who and what the worshiper actually is. And when we worship the creator God with our whole truthful self, we trust that we will be remade. The Psalms, they, they give voice. They give voice to our celebrations, but they also give voice to our sorrows. They give voice to the triumphs as well as the perceived injustices. They give voice to thankfulness as well as frustrations. You know, we've looked at the cry of repentance that, that David brought through, through Psalm 51 as he recognized his fall from grace and, and how he could come back to God and experience that forgiveness. We've, we've been encouraged to recognize God's presence even in the midst of darkness while we are in the cave. Last week, I touched on the idea that, yes, God does care. The Lord of angel armies is among us. Peace be still. So in wrapping up this series, I want to look at one of my favorite Psalms. It's Psalm 139. And I, I've, I've loved this Psalm for years. Now, maybe you've attended a wedding or a, a wedding reception or maybe even a marriage seminar or something lately. And you've seen that game where they put the couple back to back in chairs and they have one of, one of his shoes in one hand and one of her shoes in the other. And then they bombard them with questions and they're supposed to, to answer these questions by if this better describes him than his shoe goes up and so on. And the idea of it, it's, it's usually quite comical, but they're trying to see how well the two actually know each other. It, it's just a game. But the, really, the reality is the deeper knowledge we have of each other, the better we know each other, the more intimate the relationship can be. The better we can actually know one another, the depth of the relationship, the better we know each other. And that's not limited to just the marriage relationship. We often talk about wanting to know God. 
Like we want, we want to get close to God. Oh, if I could just to know more about him, just to understand, I, I, to seek him with all my heart. I want to be close to him. I want to have a deep, intimate relationship with our creator. And we should do that. We should seek to do that. Those things are vital to a healthy Christian walk, to have that relationship with God and to seek that from our perspective. But those things, have you ever considered them from the other perspective? Have you ever thought about that from the direction of God's love towards us or even God's knowledge of us? You know, the depth of our relationship with God is also based on that knowledge of each other. But have you ever thought about how far God is willing to go to invest in knowing us? Yes, God's omniscient. He knows everything. So he can know us, but he wants to know us. And when you think about that, that's a big shift from just being omniscient where he knows everything to actually desiring to know us and know us well. I want to explore that in this psalm. I want us to think about that idea of the deeper the relationship that we have, the, the, the better knowledge that we have of one another, the deeper that relationship gets. And as we do that, I believe we'll see something transformational in this scripture. So let's just pause for a second there. I want to pray before I dive in. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, that you speak through your word. And God, I just pray that even today, as we, as we do this together, as we, as we connect online, as we, as we dig into your word, God, I just pray that you will bring some things alive for people. And I pray that your word will bring some, some hope and some truth in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. So Psalm 31, uh, 139, I want to start at verse 1, read down through the verse 6, and then we're going to pull some things out of it. So it says, for the choir director, a psalm of David, and it says, O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful me, for me, too great for me to understand. So as you read this, this, David's expressing this revelation of God's knowledge of him. It, it's, it's recognizing that God knows him completely. But I would argue that it's much more than that. It's, it's that, that God can know, God will know, and God wants to know. He desires to know us. Some of us may know what it's like when, when you've got a friend or someone that just gets you. You know, it's like you can just be, you can relax and you don't have to worry about your motives or, you know, when you do things, you can just be together. You don't even sometimes even have to say anything. You're just there and you can spend time and it's okay because you just, you get each other. You know each other. That's kind of what David's describing between him and God. He, he's describing this relationship where, where God knows his thoughts. He just, and he's just able to connect with that way. Verse 4 says, you know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. My dad and I, and I had that kind of a relationship. I mean, he was, he was my father. He was also my hero. He was also my business partner and my friend. And it used to frustrate my, my wife and, and my mom to no end because we would have a conversation in half sentences. Like I'd start to say something and then and he would know what I was saying. So he would go on to the rest of the, con and so we could do a complete conversation and never finish a sentence. 
that it's that sense of, you know what I'm going to say before I'm going to say it. It came, but that relationship with my dad came out of how well we knew each other. Like I, dad knew me, of course, from, from birth, but, and I knew him all my life. And so because of that, that knowledge helped us to even be able to finish each other's sentences. Now, when I think about this from the perspective of, of David's relationship with God, David truthfully exclaims, it's like this knowledge, it's just, his mind is blown. It's just too much for me. It's just too great for me to even understand. From our perspective, it's the overwhelming revelation, realization that God knows you completely and yet loves you completely. That's unnerving a little bit. That, that's, that's, it's a little bit scary, it, but it's to be completely known and to be completely loved. It's hard to fathom. I don't know about you, but, but I know me. And some days I don't even like me. And, and it's not that I hate myself. It's not that at all. It's just, I don't, I mean, I just recognize that I'm not altogether lovely. Now I can't see you, but way too many of you out there are nodding and agree with me. So, okay, we're going to move on from that. That's not fair. Stop nodding because I'm sure we all have our moments. We all have times when we recognize our own frailties and we go, Hmm. Man, I wish, I wish God didn't know that. God, you know everything, and you place your hand of blessing on my head. God, you know everything, and yet you bless me. You know me, but you accept me. I mean, man, that's, that's overwhelming. Let's, let's look at verse 7. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up into heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell in, in the forest on, by the forest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in the darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. I mean, here David expresses that security and companionship in his relationship with his creator. It's not circumstantial. It's not dependent upon where he is. It's not location, not lighting conditions. Like you name it, it doesn't matter. God is with him. It's it's like he's unshakable. People, we have to recognize this morning that even if you are not in a church building this morning, even if you're at home, even if you're in your car (laughs) isolating and watching this on your phone, It doesn't matter. No matter where we are this morning, the presence of the power of God is in our hearts and in our homes. There's no place that we can flee from his spirit. He's with us. God does not dwell in this building. God dwells in the hearts of his people. So whether you're at home with family or in another country because you're unable to travel, even if you dwell by the forest oceans, even there God's hand will guide you and his strength will support you. Be assured this morning, you are not alone. God is with you. You're part of something bigger than yourself. We are family and his spirit dwells within us. Now, don't get me wrong. I am really looking forward to being able to all of us getting back together in one place to worship together. But remember, God's presence is within us. God doesn't dwell in a temple anymore. He dwells in us. Let's look at verse 13 as we continue. 
You made all the delicate inner parts of my body. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. You cannot be, they cannot be numbered. I, can even, I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of the sand, and when I wake up, you are still there. I hope you're getting this. He knows our thoughts. He knows our hearts. He knows how we were formed. And the, and the plans that he has for us are good. When God looks at us, he sees divine potential. And it's not haphazard. Like this divine potential, like it's written down in his book. It's thought out. You're not an accident. And I believe that's true for every person that's ever been conceived. That there's plans and purposes that God has, 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 has stored up in that person and in that DNA that God has plans for. Whether, whether you've got a PhD in an operating room, whether you, whether you live on the street, you know, whether, whether you've got it all together or, or you're maybe an addict. It, it, that's not the point. The point is that the, the, the potential of what could be is within each person. And God puts that there. And he's in the business of making what could be happen as we surrender our lives to his plans and purposes. His thoughts towards you cannot be numbered. So God knows us and loves us. God is with us. God sees what no one else sees and he has plans for us. Then in verse, the next six verses, the last six verses, Dave goes into, David goes into a little bit of a tirade. But he closes with this thought. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. It's like, God, I know you and we've got this great relationship. But just in case, let's keep tabs on everything, Lord, and deal with anything that could come between us. Search my heart, God. Search my, know my thoughts, know my anxious, like make sure, God, that, that everything is good. Folks, I encourage you to, to go back and, and actually read this psalm again and, and let it soak into you. Um, put yourself in it, that every aspect of it kind of comes into your being and you realize this is me. I could be David writing this because God knows you and loves you. He knows you completely and loves you completely. God is with you. And that's unshakable. You can't shake that presence of God. Like he is with you. And that is, that's secure. He's your companion. He's your friend. God sees you. And not only that, God saw when you were formed. And, and God sees what nobody else sees. And God has seen things that nobody else has seen. And he has well thought out plans for you, even in the midst of that. And the other thought is, Lord, let nothing come between us. God, keep us together. I actually think that there's some folks hearing this today that they're actually afraid of the idea of God knowing them completely. 
that this concept of, of being completely open and vulnerable and, and seen by God, it actually brings, brings fear. It actually causes you to kind of stand back and push back a bit. Maybe you know yourself too well. <laughs> and you have a tendency to want to hide rather than open up. Can I encourage you that God wants to know you completely and to love you completely? Let him do that. Open yourself up. Be vulnerable with God because you are accepted in Christ. He will never turn us away. He loves us. And maybe you're part of this service and you're feeling some isolation at some level. I know some folks are, need to do that on purpose, to be isolated physically, but maybe you're feeling isolated on some level. And, and I want to repeat, whether you're at home, whether you're at work, or whether you're in another country because you can't travel, even if you're on the far side of the sea, it says, even there, God's hand will guide you and his strength will support you. I want you to be assured this morning that even though we can't get together in a building, that God's presence and power and blessing and strength is with you wherever you are. He is not limited by your location. You are family and you are loved. And I believe someone here needs to know that God saw when you were formed. That he has plans for you and he sees the potential because he designed that potential in you. And maybe there's some things that have happened in your life that nobody else knows. And you think that nobody has seen and it has affected you deeply. And you've managed to kind of be okay. But can I encourage you this morning? God has seen it all. And he loves you and he cares about everything and anything that has happened. And he has good plans for you. Plans to prosper you and give you a future. The thoughts he has for you are immeasurable. So this week, folks, let's let God be as close to us as he wants to be. Let's make a conscious decision to intentionally ask him to search our hearts. And let's be real. Let's be honest. Let's be truthful with God and allow him to accept us for who we really are. Because that's who he really designed us to be. Let me pray for you before we go. God, I thank you for your faithfulness. God, I thank you for your love for us. God, that you love us unconditionally. God, you know us completely, God, and you, you desire for us to relax in that, like, a, like one friend with another that just get each other, that can just let down their guard. Lord, we just want to let down our guard with you and just be okay in your presence and just to be able to relax and be who you've called us to be and who you've created us to be. So God, help us to let down our guard and allow you to know us completely and to, just to soak in that. And Lord, I thank you that 
that no matter where we are, God, your presence is with us. So if anyone's feeling loneliness, Lord, if anybody's feeling disconnected, if anyone's feeling isolated, Lord, this morning, I just pray that your presence, your comfort, your power would be in the midst of that moment. And God, that they would know that you are with them, that your spirit surrounds them. And God, they are part of something. God, they're part of a family that loves them. And God, for that person that may be, maybe healing, maybe just in that place of, of recognizing when they were formed and some different things, Lord, that, that have happened, Lord God, that your, your power would be there just to carry them forward and help them to recognize the plans and purposes that you have for them. And God, help us to be honest and real and open with you in all things. Lord, I pray your protection over each one. I pray your blessing on each one. Lord, I pray that fear would be dispelled and your presence and love and comfort would fill that. And that, Lord, we would know without a shadow of a doubt we are loved by you and accepted in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless.